Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Well, if you're visiting with us, you wonder how long this goes for. Not long. So um, tune in and uh, we should just comment the other great thing that's happened in the last 24 hours. Incredible days that we live in. Uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs won a rugby league game yesterday. Yes, I know. A miraculous God. That will be in the praise reports next week if you uh, go to our church. Here's the question. What will be the spiritual legacy of the season you're in? What will be the spiritual legacy of the season you're in? Last week in the 10 a.m. service, I talked about how we're always in a season. You know, obviously, naturally, we're always in a season. Right now, we're in my favorite season, autumn. I love it, especially once... You know, we get to Anzac Day and the temperature starts to drop. Um, But we're always in a season in life too, all of us. And every season has its legacy. And so if you want to hear more about that, you can go to last week's podcast, watch it on YouTube. But today I want to talk about what will be the spiritual legacy of the season you're in. Now, I I made this about the season because I thought if, if I just make it about the legacy of your life, I can imagine every person under the age of like 70 is not too worried about the legacy of their life yet. But the season you're in will have a legacy. And that's that's very different and it becomes very powerful. And so there is a spiritual legacy coming from the season that you're in, that I'm in, right now. What will it be? And, um, you know, even um, as I think about it, I think about, you know, church and, and it's amazing how many parents I've spoken to, not you clearly, who I've spoken to in recent times who've said to me they haven't been back to church since COVID, like March last year, and now their teenage children are struggling. And, uh, you know, I want to have empathy and compassion for that. The other part of me says, what did you expect? You know, the, the, there's a legacy of the season um, when we sow certain things. And so legacy, it, legacy, think of it this way, it's what remains and what can rise when the season is done. You know, the season of being a teen and all the seasons within it and the you know, the season being a young adult or, you know, if you get married, that, if you raise, have children, that, or the seasons of life. So listen to this. I want to share the scripture I used last week to set this up and then take this in a very different direction today. Judges chapter 2 from verse 7 says this. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. That is a good long innings. And they buried him in the land of his inheritance at Tamath Herez in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaesh. After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who neither knew the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And then it goes on. Then the Israels did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. You know, right now, most of the generation that I'm part of is alive. But one day in the not distant, but hopefully a little bit distant future, every person from my generation will leave the planet and the new generation will be here. And that's what's happened here in the book of Judges is is that Joshua and the generation with him, they're gone and a new generation have come. And it says of that next generation that um, they neither knew the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And what, what, what's, there's, there's both um, an incredible aspect and a tragedy here because this was the next generation, the post-Joshua generation, 
were a generation who, incre- who, who inherited incredible prosperity. Their parents had been wanderers and some of them even slaves, uh, but, but they had land and they had cattle and they, they were wealthy. These guys were doing well in life and they were really set up and positioned for life to move forward in terms of their prosperity. But the Bible says that um, they didn't know God and they didn't know what God had done. Now, they didn't know God could just be on them, but that they didn't know what God had done is definitely on the parents. And this is not a have a crack at parents, or it's just have a, like, hey, the previous generation failed to tell them the stories of what God had done, not just in ancient times, but in their very lives. And that lack of legacy in their lives set them up to fail, as we read here in Scripture. And so they got the, they got the material legacy right, but they failed to deliver on the spiritual legacy. So what will be the spiritual legacy of the season you're in? Because something will remain and something can rise. And so, I don't know, that fills me with incredible hope that, that the, what I do in this season can have a legacy that remains for you or for whoever. You know, for Phoebe Stace, there'll be a legacy from my life that remains. Incredible wisdom that will remain. No, not really, sorry. I just realised some of you don't know me. You might think I'm serious. I don't know what, but the, the, there's going to be a legacy from your life. There's going to be a legacy from the season. You know, right now there's kids in our kids' church out there, and I'm not sure if Jess is out there or who's out there, but the reality is there was a time when I was one of those kids, and I wonder, I wonder if my, my then kids' church, you know, leader, pastor, teacher, helper, whatever, I wonder if they were sitting there thinking, that guy there, mate, he's going to serve God with everything, or they were just thinking, that little ranger kid's pretty annoying. What's he <laughs> You know, I don't know, but the reality is, you know, in the season that was, there was something that remained in me that was spiritual and that was able to rise in the fullness of time. And well, who knows what kind of fruit has come from their life uh, onto my life and then out from there. So what about you? What is the legacy going to be? Uh, I want to show you this. um, Actually, I'll take it a different way. Uh, I I, want to tell you about just for a moment about my mum. Mother's Day is coming up. That's a good segue. And uh, my mum left the planet for the next life in 2008. And, uh, but, you know, my mum was a very ordinary lady. She, she, uh, when she was a kid, she lived in a two-bedroom fibro home on the edge, on the fringe of Sydney. Um, and with her, remember, two-bedroom with both of her parents, her then six siblings and a granddad. Imagine that. Two-bedroom fibro home. One bathroom, imagine that amongst a whole heap of girls and a few of us boys who take longer than we should in the bathroom. But um, but there's my mum, and my mum, her life was pretty well hard all of her days. And I I think about her and I think about the spiritual legacy that she leaves behind. I wonder, I think my mum would probably look at her life and go, it didn't amount to a whole lot. But think about it just for a moment, there's my mum. And, you know, she married a man in, in the years when she wasn't serving God, she had some years away, and... uh. And, and it took 10 years, but ultimately he watched her life and came to faith. And my mum um, used to, she became a Christian at 10 and she'd take her siblings along to church and one by one they all made decisions to follow Jesus. And her mum became the first adult convert in their church and then her dad and then, you know, it goes on from there. And that's just those threads. And then she had kids, five wonderful boys of which I am the eldest, and she had five boys. And, you know, they all, in the course of time, make decisions to serve Jesus with their life. And right there is my delightful niece, Bree, who is here in church today, and somewhere is my 
I don't know how to describe Lukey, my nephew, but he's awesome. And uh, wherever he is, looking after this service tonight, running our youth group. And, um, you know, there's my mum and then there's us siblings and then there's my brother as one of them, obviously. And then there's his kids and then there's all that's affected by that. And then there's me. Darren Francis Burnell, what was she thinking? Either name, take them both back. Anyway, <laughs> she could have called me Maximus, Claudius, whatever his last name was. And, um, but just think about it just for a minute. My life's not a big deal, but when you think about the legacy of my mum, here we are, you know, there's me and then there's Brian and there's our kids. Then there's the churches we oversee. Uh, I oversee church planting. I think we've planted about 70 churches in the last seven years and then there's what we do outside of that world with our denomination and the pastors and churches that that affects all from one little 10 year old girl who committed a life to Jesus and stayed faithful and that's just the few threads we know directly linked to her and that's only to this moment not what's going to happen beyond it just from one little girl who determined that life was going to make a difference that she was going to serve Jesus with everything you know, the legacy of the season, what's it going to be in the season that you're in? And so here, I, I just want to give you some thoughts um, today on legacy-minded people, four thoughts in the minutes we have, and then I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, legacy-minded people, here, here's the first one. Number one, number one, have we got the video? Yeah. Why don't you watch this video first? And not... <laughs> is always treated with the greatest of respect in France. service proudly sponsored by Adidas but that aside that aside I love the Harker I don't know about you there's one moment where I wish I might be a Kiwi that's it but you know the All Blacks even if you don't know rugby you you may well have heard of the the All Blacks and um, the, uh, my first point here is number one think like an All Black uh, w what I mean is this the All Blacks are the most successful national sporting team in the world in the last 100 years isn't that amazing out of the ends of the earth, a, a, a nation that doesn't even have double-digit population, at the ends of the earth, literally when you think of Jesus' command, take the gospel to the ends of the earth, the city furthest away in the world is Auckland, I think, furthest city of a million people. Like, it is literally the ends of the earth. Now that little nation has become the most successful national sporting team in the last 100 years. Uh, why is that important? Well, in, in around 2004, the great All Blacks struggled. They were undisciplined. They, they were a little bit, you know, used to their success, just got a bit, you know, bit, bit sloppy around the edges and a few guys retired and, and they weren't playing like they used to. And, and anyway, they came up with a few things. But one of the things that they came up with um, was this. They said that when they hand you an All Blacks jumper to play for the All Blacks, they hand it to you and on that first occasion they say, leave the jersey in a better place than you found it. 
And every All Black who puts on the All Black jersey knows that they are charged with leaving the jersey in a better place than they found it. Now, of course, if the last player that wore your number was the best player of all time, that becomes an impossibility. But you can still, and this is how they approach it, you can still improve the attitude um, over the course of your time. You can still improve how hard we train over the course of time. There are so many things we can do to leave the jersey in a better place than the way we found it. You know, I think as the church, I think that's what we're charged with. You and I are to leave the church in a better place than when we found it. The local church, the global church, we're, we're charged with that. And, you know, we can look across the planet and there are, there are definitely people who are like 2004 who are going, oh, let someone else do it. But then there's the church. Then there's the individuals who are giving Jesus absolutely everything they've got. They're going for it with every ounce of their being and on their tenure in the short time that we get to throw on the jersey, as it were, for the cause of Christ and for Jesus, while the jersey's on our back, we're saying, you know what, we're going to leave a legacy that it is in a better place than where I found it. You and I can do that. We can leave our church in a better place. You can leave people's eternity in a better place. In, in this season, you can leave the place in which you work, the spirit in which you live with, in a better place. There's so many ways for us to, in this season, leave things in a better place. So that's number one. And, and I wonder where that is for you today. I wonder how you can do that. Number two. It's simply this, model something to catch. John chapter 13 and verse 15 says this, speaking, it's Jesus speaking, he says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And this is really important. I want us to think about where we get our example from. Uh, I've, I've met a whole lot of people over the years who really love Jesus. And they get involved in, I don't know, a circle of friends and then the circle of friends, even if they're people of faith, begins to shape and dictate more than Jesus. Yeah, you know, there's a bit of loose living over here and there's a bit of excess drinking over here and the way they, I don't know, whatever it is over here and there's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take my lead from my Christian friends. And while the Bible says, hey, take your lead from Jesus, look at me and not me, look at him and go, that's where I get my lead from. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 says this, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. And then Paul writing to his protege Timothy gives him a way to live this out, a way to follow his example. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12 he says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and impurity. He just sets it up. He says, hey, let's, let's model something. Let the legacy of the season in the sphere that we're in, let it be, let it be one. Let's, let's be an example in, in, in just the way, just in word, just in the conversations we will have and won't have, the things that come out of our mouth, let them build, you know. Uh, we've talked about it many times, but, 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 but the idea that God says faith, hope and love are above all things. I want to live with words coming out of my mouth that are faith and full of hope and full of love and he says hey be an example in words and be an example in conduct just the way you live the way you conduct business the way you treat people just be an example and then in love and then in spirit and faith and impurity i like this idea of being an example in spirit the spirit we live with what a great thought i i, I don't know i i want to live with a spirit that 
Really, as a Christian, if you're not a Christian, you're just a, a fire on the inside for God. I want to live with that kind of spirit. I want to model that for you. Um, they asked me this morning after the service in Armidale speaking about this, and they said, Darren, what kind of spirit do you want to be caught? And I, I thought it was a good question. I said, oh, I want people to catch from me that you live with a fire for Jesus. So, you know, I started to serve him as a boy. I walked away. I came back at 21. I said, I'm 49 now. I'm just breaths away from 50. And, and the reality is that right now the fire in me is, is as strong as when I was 21. Now, people will tell you that, that you'll settle down eventually. No, we should never settle down if we're people of faith. The idea that we settle down and lose the fire and that we start to carve out some Christian lifestyle, you won't find that in the Bible. You won't see that when you look at Jesus. You won't see that in the disciples. We don't see that in the early church, so we build a lifestyle Christianity. No, we live with a fire in our spirit. Model that for someone. You know, I want that to be caught. When they bury me many, many years from now, when they bury me, you know what? That's what I hope for. I hope that there'll be a young man, that there'll be a young woman at my funeral. I hope Breezy will be there and she'll be crying because she'll miss her uncle so much. But she'll look across. She'll look across at that person next to her and go, you know what? He left me with a fire in my spirit. He left me that way. I've got that kind of spirit on the inside and my kids have too. Man, I want to have that kind of legacy. What about you? How's that going to look? Uh, Number three is just seed legacy possibilities. We won't go there, but Corinthians talks about one waters, one sows, and God gives the increase. I love this thought because there's a seed that we sow and there's a seed that we water, and then God turns up with his supernatural. Just like my mum, very ordinary life, and yet the ripple effect is incredible just in the headlines that we shared. And then number four and finally tonight, I think people of legacy think eternity, and that's number four, think eternity in every season. 2 Peter 3.9 talks about that God would have none perish, that all would come to repentance. He wants everyone to know the joy of um, everlasting life. Next to my bed, Bronnie, um, my favourite movie is a rap, is Gladiator. I just love Gladiator. And uh, it's old now. But if you haven't seen it, it's like, it's like movie in heaven. That's what we'll be watching in heaven. And, and, uh, but Bronnie, um, as we approach my birthday, she bought me this little picture that just sits on the side of my bed now. I, I pick it up regularly. Um, and, and, it, and it's a picture of um, Russell Crowe, the fit version of Russell. And Russell is moved into the afterlife, and he's wandering down through like a, a wheat field. And on the horizon, uh, his, his wife and his daughter, who have gone before him into the life to come, and he's wandering down. And then on the bottom of the um, image that Bron has taken, it says, what we do in life will echo in eternity, and absolutely it will. What an incredible thought that you and I get to influence here and now something and someone in a way that will echo in eternity. Think of my mum as I rap and that's the, the, the Sunday school teacher who just decided that she was going to pour into a bunch of little kids. What an effect she's had and what an echo in eternity it's got. You know, and so just encourage you around that. Let's be thinking eternity. Let's be thinking about people's eternity. Let's be, you know, when you when you walk in, when we walk into a cafe. Honestly, when walking into a cafe, when someone is serving us, think about their eternity in the way we deal. The thing, the coffee's not hot enough. Who cares? Tell them the best coffee that you ever drunk. You love lukewarm coffee. <laughs> Wrong food. Right? You know what I'm saying? Let's be the kind of people. As we go about our business, people in, when we're serving us in shops and we're going about our business, when we're at school, you know, in, interacting with teachers, you know, everybody dislikes teachers, or at least at public schools we did, but, you know, make life great for your teachers. 
I reckon, I reckon these two ladies over here deserve to have great students, don't you, Ree? They deserve great students. And so let's just be different in every way in Jesus' name and think about their eternity as we move about life and go. Amen? All right. Well, I'm going to pray and then... Brian, I'm going to ask a couple of questions, but you should come and save the day if you're here. Is my wife in the room still? And uh, so we're going to ask some questions of you. Someone's going to run a mic, and we'd love to get your thoughts. But let me pray first. Heavenly Father, um, thank you for everybody in the room. What an incredible opportunity life is. And I just pray for people in the season that each of us are in, that you'd show us, Lord, the legacy potential that is there, Um, what's possible in terms of what will remain when our season is done doing what we're doing and and what can rise as well when you turn up in the midst of it. So I pray we'd be eyes open to those possibilities and that potential and that you you would help us, Lord. Help us to see great things. Inspire us, I pray. Lord, help us to think eternally in people's lives and just... Help, this, help us on the journey, help every single person to enjoy to the degree, degree they can the season they're in, Lord, um, as they see legacy that can remain and rise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au. And thanks again for listening.